back. Just a little bam, bam. Bam, bam. Suckers, murderers. Hey everybody, welcome to TV Dare, episode Emerald. We're covering the short-lived Emerald Legacy sitcom. Um, what's that word? Eponymous? Eponymous? Eponymous. Eponymous, yeah. My name is Byron Hussey, and I am joined today by James Sheaves. Hey, I feel like I need a, a sitcom catchphrase in order to introduce myself, but I Keep I it real? Um, Keep it real. Kawabunga. And we are also joined by Emerald Superfan and um, I think preeminent um, Emerald sitcom historian, Vivian. Hi. Clover. Yeah, not Lajua. the other one. Yeah. Um, we also have, I don't know if it's still the case, but I think we have uh, Rowan Neagle sort of hiding in the background. Rohagas. Yes, yes, I'm hiding in the background because I have no idea what to talk about. I haven't seen the show at all. What am I doing here? No, this is good. Stay put. This is actually yeah, a good a, format, a I think. phantom presence. <laughs> I like it. You have someone who doesn't know anything about what's going on. Like a, I like a really don't. Okay. Yeah. You learn. We can, we can teach you. Please do. I'm we willing to learn. And I'll teach you Pokemon. Yeah. You're sort of the, <laughs> the audience surrogate, I think. Um, oh, this is a very familiar role. I'm, I'm ready yeah. for this. Emerald John Lagasse III was born October 15th, 1959 in Fall River, Massachusetts. He's not from New Orleans. Did you guys know this? I huh. didn't. Well, actually, you know, what was tipping me off uh, is he keeps um, slipping into a kind of Kennedy accent yeah. in, in some of the later episodes. Yeah, he's a New Englander. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tip off. He's, yeah. he's gonna make some chowder. Yeah, he's I, I believe he's of um, Portuguese and uh, French Canadian descent. Um, but there's a there's a vibrant Portuguese community in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, so, see, I always thought he sounded like a New Yorker. Like, but I mean, <laughs> the show takes place in New York, but he's, he sounds like you know someone I'd see. It's kind of like a. Um, a continuous spectrum of similar accents across the uh, eastern yeah, seaboard. Yeah, that, that, um, that is true, yeah. You sort of get, like, f- further south, you get, like, the more southern accent, but then you sort of merge, start merging the, the New York accent with the... Yeah, there's, there's similarities between New York and Massachusetts accents. Yeah. We got Emerald. He, uh, he was, like, a TV chef. Um, he was the uh, heir apparent to Paul Prudhomme. At uh, some kind of Cajun restaurant somewhere at some point. Um, what made him so, famous? Uh, char- charisma. Breakthrough. Charismatic. <laughs> that he bends it up. Charismatic, and you know he owned several restaurants. And uh, yeah, he um, got a, his own show. His first show is called The Essence of Emerald. Before that, he had a show. He was on a show called Great Chefs, where he was featured in ten episodes. So I guess. He was featured in 10 episodes of Great Chefs based on his, like, restaurant touring career. Got his own show. 
and then like he's a real ham like he so he gets up there his catchphrases like bam and kick it up a notch that sort of he parlayed that into like a like a, a live show called Emra Live where he'd like just amuse the audience with like adding more spice and things like that. Uh, I remember it. So he was, I mean, like he was kind of a kind of a big deal in the nineties. Um, so well, Vivian, early two thousands, really. He was, yeah. Well, through through the nineties into the two thousands, yeah. Uh, like around so like two thousand six, you stopped hearing from him really, like often. He had a talk show in like around two thousand ten, which I don't know whose idea that was. What? Yeah, that's a bad what? idea. Yeah, he had a he had a talk show uh, in in around twenty ten. I don't know why. Like, if they did that, maybe like ten years before, it would have been like popular but <laughs> what about uh elf's hit talk show was it better uh, than that i don't know if we're ready to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> okay so vivian can you walk us through how it is that this um sitcom starring emerald came to be well um to take the words from uh, um linda bloodworth who was one of the creators of the show the plan was to put emerald Lagasse, who is this fabulous personality in the middle of some very loud, mouthy designing women with great food. And the show's creator worked, was uh, the creator, executive producer, slash writer of the sitcom Designing Women. And in fact, there's one episode where they, where they referenced Designing Women. So they wanted, they saw he was so good, you know, as a, as a, as a TV chef. Let's put him in a sitcom. And it fell flat on its ass. It fell so flat on its ass that after the unaired pilot, the show had to be completely retooled like cat casting differences had to be made total jokes had to be wiped out if you can even call them jokes and it was like a big deal at that point apparently there was an episode of snl around like october 2001 that parodied the fact that the show got totally retooled for the aired pilot now that's this is we should say not uncommon um, this has happened. Yeah, I didn't think so. Quite a few times. No, it's not. It's not you know uncommon, but they, it was a, a big deal was made about this, and all these articles I'm reading, uh, people are making a big deal about how it was so bad that it was totally like retooled. So basically, this Linda Bloodworth, which is like a really terrifying name, um, <laughs> she wanted this to be designing women for men, apparently, mm-hmm. which in practice means that you just like make a lot of sexist jokes yeah and they had uh robert Uric to yorick Uric, Uric. robert Uric, who is um who is an actor who is uh in nothing of note really yeah. robert uh Uric was uh known for movies such as Swat. magnum force and the ice pirates and he was uh oh yes married nice. to uh heather menzies who was uh from uh the sound of music that's another unfortunate name Similar to Bloodworth. Hmm. Menzies? Yeah. Yeah. Get the, get the joke. Who, uh, okay. Let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. If you uh, pardon the uh, food cooking pun. Yeah. Bam. Um, Pick it up another knot. <laughs> so I watched the, um, the the first unaired pilot in, in disbelief. Uh-huh. It, was, yeah. it made me, it made <laughs> me very <laughs> uncomfortable how, it how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was so bad about it. Uh, well, so not bad. Typically, about it. typically when you cr- craft a sitcom around a character, like that character will be like a professional comedian or like an actor of some sort. But this is just like a guy who like cooks food and has a kind of food cooking persona. So he like has nothing in the way of like comic timing or like any sort of like ear for like how to play a comedic scene. So he's just like kind of 
stumbling through the lines right just aimlessly he's pretty much a straight man so like literally when um th- uh linda bloodworth decided to make mm-hmm. designing women for men she just made designing women with emerald in it um so <clears throat> emerald sort of a yeah. straight man to some women um yeah but at, well being a straight man the straight man is usually kind of a kind of a stick in the mud kind of a kind of a boring character he's also being like mm-hmm. really revered by the show like look like what a great chef he is yeah. he's so yeah, knowledgeable a... about food he's so charismatic yeah, they make jokes like uh his wife in the in the honored pilot when he comes to the bet when he when he uh visits her in the bedroom she, she goes hey you're Amaral Lagasse like <laughs> and there's there's a yeah. couple mm-hmm. jokes in the shows running that are like that yeah it's weird it, so, it, it is a bit of a, a fever dream of a show in how yeah. often it refers to like a TV show being made out of and like how there's like a fear of being cancelled and um, it, it just feels like the sort of thing that um, uh, one would probably want to be high while watching because one can't really tell what's real and what's yeah. not. Oh, if only I watched it a day earlier. <laughs> All right. So, so I guess kind of unpacking the episode a little bit. Like, So we start with... Um, not all of the characters yet established um, yet in the pilot that are in the um, actual series, um, mm. given that re- retooling. Um, mm. We only have um, what Cassandra. Um, uh, yeah, and, the, the two the two girls that play off each other. Yeah, Cassandra and Sherry Shepard. Sorry, Melville LeBlanc as yeah. Sherry Shepard as Melville LeBlanc. Yeah. Um, who was, was uh, on the view yeah and she was also um in a season recent season of worst cooks in america huh celebrity huh. edition <laughs> which i watched um and it was, was pretty good oh. yeah it was a good it's a good it's a good show Mm-hmm. Look, can we switch this podcast to be about Worst Cooks in America, Celebrity Edition? <laughs> Welcome to Worst Cooks in America. Okay. I already gave too much of the backstory on this, uh, which, by the way, one thing that I think we should mention was that the show was supposed to premiere on September 11th, 2001, and got held back a couple was... weeks to the 25th of September 2001 for obvious reasons. It was supposed to be premiered a, a little bit after, I think, not right on the date. Yeah, but I, I feel I feel like that's this is it, actually what, according to articles, it was supposed to premiere on the eleventh. Uh, interesting. We got our first uh, point September, of, of scheduled to premiere on September eighteenth, the week yeah. after the attacks, but okay. was delayed by a week. Oh, okay. So, Vivian, uh, you were supposed to be the historian here, but you're already <laughs> getting <laughs> your ass taken to school. Uh, oh, Bam! yeah. I got. I got. I got. Bam! <laughs> Yeah. Bam. Um, I, I kicked it up a notch too too not enough notches there. Yeah, too low. The really too tepid low. notch. Not enough notches. I apologize. What's the opposite of a notch? Uh, uh a bump. <laughs> like a, but it's like a downward bump. A beer belly. A beer belly? Well, like a, a notch is a depression, so a bump would be a raised. Oh yeah. Yeah, there that, you go. Is, I, I mean, like I guess a, you are a linguist. Joke? Okay. Oof. Um <laughs> So, so yeah. Basically, we start with like the basically Emerald's just sort of sitting there, and then we have these two women just chewing the scenery, just like mm-hmm. just way over the top. Um, the writing is so bad. 
It's it's so unfunny. Um, you really have to hammer in that uh, that laugh track because you're not really gonna find anything. I laughed. I watched every episode that's available. There's two that are still lost. I laughed once. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to it's hard to laugh yeah. at. Um, um, something that struck me early in this episode is uh, so Emerald obviously he has a, a show, a television program, but in this uh, original pilot he. Um, has a family life as well, but uh, I guess it was quickly decided that uh, we don't care about the family, so they were um, like mostly cut out of the of the show that went to air. Yeah. Uh, but the the scene where he goes home to his family at night and he's like standing over them while they sleep, yeah, uh, he's wearing the chef costume still. So it's like he he in his private life he still wears the, <laughs> the chef costume, which I that's like a cartoon I, character. Yeah, they just have one costume. That was bizarre, by the way. So he basically he goes. <laughs> He's just coming home just from a day of work, and he goes like and hovers over each of his children and gives them each gu- gift. <laughs> Is that what you do? You come home with with a gift for each child every night. He's like a benevolent specter, <laughs> a bit like a like a Santa Claus figure. Like the German So he gives the uh, the youngest a um, actually. So he brings his oldest son a wind up flashlight. Um, and he says, "I want a mountain bike." Um, why would he? Why? Why is this in here? Why did he give him a wind-up flashlight? I don't know. I mean, if you listen to it one way, it could sound like flashlight, but of course, this predates the flashlight. Yeah, no. The, I was going to say the flashlight was not yet invented by this point. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't understand why you would. I mean, are they preparing for like an earthquake? I don't know. We're preparing for for an attack on the World Trade Center. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, that's true. Thunder. The planes are coming. Bam. Bam. Right into the towers. Bam. They do make a tasteless joke about Middle Eastern women in one episode. Oh, someone someone Bin Laden's going to take it up a notch. Bam. Bam. Take it up a bump. Take it up. Down, I'm gonna saute one trade center, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fricassee the other one. I think we really should. Have... We, we Sorry, go ahead, be James. Able to, we won't be able to let this um, this biopod episode go to air. Yeah, well, <laughs> just too disrespectful. No, I think we're just heavy editing. Delay it a week. Be fixed with heavy editing. All right, well, yeah, give it a week. Yeah, delay it a week. It'll be fine. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll have to retool it. It's almost like a David Lynchian vibe when he goes home to his family because, like, he's very, very strange. He has like this bizarre interaction with his children. He gives them each a gift, um, and then he has this very like tense interaction with his wife, who clearly like resents him, but also <laughs> yeah. like really loves him at the same time. Yeah, he's, he's such a great man, as and well. he and he demands that she reassure him about what a how his, a good lo- good a lover he is in the bedroom, mm-hmm. um, which he doesn't. And then they talk about um, impotence, I think. Yes, they do. Because um, he mentions the, 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 the youngest son says, Daddy, instead of Daddy. And yeah. I think, why did, and it also noted, he calls exclamation point an explanation point. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Why does my explana- explanation point turn into a question mark? I really, I think we I, should have uh, worked on our uh, Emerald imitations before this program. <laughs> they're they're all pretty bad <laughs> so far. I'm just like a new, uh, stereotypical New Yorker. So. <laughs> but he's not a New Yorker. 
It's from Fall River. <laughs> I know he's not. Massachusetts. I... I guess to be fair, Fall River is actually pretty far south, so it might be the accent down there might be a little bit closer. Uh, Maybe. I mean, uh, but um. Okay. Yeah. So the Very so the first episode basically like it's pretty clear why it was so hated. It was it's really bad. Um, what actually happens like so they Emerald well, has to he, get he a out, gift. Yeah, he has to get a gift for his wife, and like the tension is between his work life balance and the the solution is that he he uh, involves his family in his work life, which I'm sure would you know work in real life. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And his uh, right way that his uh, his uh, his coworkers have like a meltdown in the store about um about the oh, yeah. size zero dresses. Yeah, about so they go to Saks Fifth Avenue um, for yeah. him to get a present for his wife, and he, for Early some reason he brings Felicia Day. two coworkers. Felicia Day. Yeah, Felicia Day. Yeah, is the, 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 the shop girl is uh, is played by the famous uh, web series star Felicia Day. Oh I think yeah, I thought I recognized her. Um, was she uh, both versions? Yeah, yeah she, she was the shop girl in in both versions. Zach um, was drifting in and out while I was watching um, uh, these episodes, and uh, he was there when she came on screen, and he went, oh, it's Karen Gilligan. So we spent <laughs> like half an hour Googling Karen Gilligan to try and figure out who Karen Gilligan was. But Does it, Did he mean Karen Gillan from no, Doctor Who? No, uh, not the Doctor Who star, but we, okay. we, we figured it out. Is that uh, Vince Gilligan's wife? Yeah, it's the, the Baking famous... Bad. Baking yeah. Bad. Did you Google her? Uh, I I think I um I th- I think Zach figured it out. Actually. Oh, she oh. yeah, she's an American feminist ethicist and psychologist, best known for her work on ethical community and ethical relationships and certain subject object problems in ethics. That's that's the one. Yep. That's the that's the one we all remember from the show. So the Saks Fifth Avenue trip becomes a, a platform, very designing women, woman style platform to sort of just rail against the fashion industry for making, uh, I guess, clothes that fit some people, but not others. Um, mm-hmm. Some damn pockets in it. <laughs> they didn't mention the pocket problem, but mm-hmm. it is it is a problem for women. Yeah, it is. One of many problems for women in this oh, world. Yeah. One one of the bigger ones. I can attest to that. It's frustrating. So the uh, with the, his his two female coworkers um, get him banned from Sex Fifth Avenue. For some reason, this means he can't buy a present. Like he couldn't go to a different store. Yeah, it was the only place he could go. And <laughs> I, I only go to Sex Fifth Avenue. That's the only bam. That's the only place I go. Bam. bam. <laughs> it's the, it's the inner monologue of Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. Everything else is trash. Bam. Sorry. So he, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not getting he any better. A, um, he buys a, a pashmina, the word is. Although he calls it, he thinks it's a shoal off of the a woman who is revealed to be the babysitter of his kids, so yeah. his wife throws it on his head. Seemed like kind of a like a fancy baby fit babysitter there, right? She looked like she was like a maybe like an au pair. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, he's he's got that Food Network money. <laughs> yeah, oh, still, yeah. it's well, like actually, uh... they call it a culinary channel. Uh, what? Yeah, that's, yeah, they call it the culinary channel in the pilot, but then yeah. uh, later on they call it uh, someone like slips out the food channel. I'm pretty yeah, sure. The food channel, yeah. 
but it's still not it still was not the food channel it's the food network i think yeah yeah it doesn't so it doesn't matter okay but wait so wait was it within the same episode no it was uh uh episode seven that someone says the food channel but was it the culinary channel in the unaired pilot Uh, i'm not sure yes it was was one of them so i mean that's that's excusable because there were some some things that changed like um I can't remember any others. This is this is Emerald Legends, not Emerald County. <laughs> the Emerald EU. Yep. Um, yeah. How much of the writing was uh, Emerald responsible for? Uh, zero. Zero. So it's not completely blamed on him for his uh, contributions. No, it, it sounds like. like oh, it sounds a bit amateurish. Like it sounds very formulatic in terms of how. Like going back to that present giving thing where they go through each kid and each present. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just really counts like a, as a, like someone's first writing job or something. Yeah, That's well, what it, it seemed like. Yeah. Very much like a generic I mean, 90s sitcom, but I mean, based was, on the fact that she was she was just doing the show that she did previously again, it seems like uh, this this Bloodworth lady might have been a bit of a hack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, clearly a hack. I'm going to give us a little bit more background on Linda, Linda Joyce Bloodworth Thomason. Um, she is a uh, an American writer and television producer, best known for creating, writing, and producing television series, Designing Women. She and her husband, Harry Thomason, are also notable for their friendship with former President Bill Clinton and his family. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to touch that one. Huh. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get into your, your, your right-wing politics? To be in. Talk about Vince Foster. I actually, fun fact, actually, when I was born, for some reason, we got a letter from Bill Clinton. Huh. And That's so sweet signed. of him. I, I don't know why. I'll have to dig it up. But he it, he sent us a letter when I was born. It was like, congratulations or something. I. Are your parents friends with Bill, Bill Clinton? Not, not that I know of. I feel like I would have known that. The yeah. only famous person they know is is a is one of the DC uh, artists, but um, I don't think they have any relationship with the Clintons. Hmm, that's yeah. weird. Okay, well, doesn't matter, I guess. I mean, it does. It's, it's, I guess it sounds interesting, but if you don't know, then it's just sort of a mystery. I don't. It's a mystery to us all. Was it like a conciliatory? Like, geez. <laughs> I haven't seen it in probably like 11 years, so I, I, I'll have to ask them to dig it up again. And all. You, got, you, got, you got a lot of work ahead of you, guys. I do. I got a lot of work cut out for me. I know. Okay. Get it framed or put on a dartboard, whatever you lean. <laughs> uh, Vivian is a an arch conservative. Um, you kind of know. Is that like a ranking? Do you have to work your way up before you become an arch conservative? Grand, grand uh, wizard of the conservative <laughs> movement. I'm a, a left leaning centrist. Yeah, that's a, it's a good good Collecting stance. Collecting lefty scalps. Yep. yep. So, um, the episode. Uh, so we shouldn't. We haven't mentioned yet that the um, the network basically the 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 tension ratchets up or gets kicked up a notch <laughs> bam, if you will. Um, by the network being really thrilled with the show and asking for 20 more episodes. Um, is this how TV works? Yes. <laughs> and also, you, you would be um, really disappointed if you um, 
got told to make 20 more episodes of your show because that would mean you would spend less time with your family and you'd be right. really just torn up inside about that but like okay so let's 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 use um uh the view as an example um <laughs> the view is on every day right mm. um so maybe that's a bad example let's let's use um i guess like okay so so did they have seasons of of the emerald show cooking show in this universe and how long is a season right so did he make a 20 episode season and then they want him to attack another 20 episodes onto that season or do they want another 20 episode season like don't they just have like schedules now i got the impression that they were just making like a certain amount and that they just wanted a quicker amount made like they wanted a larger amount made quicker but i don't really know much about like tv show planning so okay i could be being daft yeah you were being daft yeah i just got the impression that that they were just being pressed to make episodes quicker um so this so this is the problem they the you know he's he's, (laughs) it's like emerald's biggest problem is that he's too successful oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that such a problem yeah Crazy women. What are they gonna get into next? So he's not as home, not home as enough. Um, but in addition to wanting more episodes, they they retool the show a little bit. And this this mm-hmm. this point is sort of like um, it, you can see where they were going with it as a point of tension, but it doesn't become a point of tension at all. Like they they get him a Nero Nero jacket, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and they Nehru change the set. Still. And they give him some like um, written lines about right? like shorty pajamas and women. And he and he phones it in because he's an unprofessional tool. Yeah, it's like, he sounds so depressed. Oh, it is bam. the most convincing act of someone being depressed on a TV show. Best role I've ever seen. <laughs> like his the way he just goes, bam. It's so. Bam. Oh, you but, can tell how pained he is. So like not to skip to the ending, but he's able to just undo all of this, like in a declara- declaration to the, to the cast. Like, yeah, I, d- I don't like this new chef's coat or the decor <laughs> or the writing. Let's undo it all. It's like, doesn't he have a contract? Yeah, he's like, I want to cook for the latchkey kid that watches my show after school. <laughs> There's literally no latchkey kid that watches Emerald after school. I was thinking the same thing. In this universe, I guess so. But yeah, he just pretty much says, "Yeah, let's change it back to normal," and the audience is like, "Woo!" And yeah. then he just gets changed back to normal, and that's the way it ends. Yeah. And he does a special special birthday dinner for his wife, oh, yeah. um, which in the first episode is just she's watching from bed. Yeah, she's like sadly watching at home. And- I think that character actually maybe either is just in his imagination or just can't leave that bedroom because that's where the only place we ever see her. She's terminally yeah. ill. <laughs> oh yes, your wife, Emerald. Sure, you've been you've been married for years. She didn't she didn't die ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the wife is the one that is recast in the uh, in the second pilot. Yeah, Vivian, do you know anything about why the wife was recast? Relegated to being like a a, a bedroom figment. <laughs> Vivian. Do you know any? Do you know why the wife was recaf, recaffed? 
uh, I don't know, but I mean, they, they, I mean, I didn't think she was like horrendous, but, um, I don't know. I guess they didn't think she was the right choice. I mean, the wife doesn't really appear that often anyway, but yeah. Well, the whole family, um, they, the family, um, he goes home to them in the first pilot, but in the second pilot, um, they just bring them onto the set. They, yeah, he never they, like goes home with them. Yeah, they keep them as characters, but for some reason they're just constantly showing up at, at their father father and husband's work. Yeah, they become more like props uh-huh. rather than characters. Yeah. So that's another difference where like in the first episode, the resolution was that he did the special birthday dinner as she watched from the bedroom. In the second episode, she was actually there. And he gave her a big kiss. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, very beautiful. Yeah. They also yeah. end, the, uh, they end the, the unaired pilot with, um, they're playing a, a Jimmy Durante song, and they show the two of them, like, in bed, cuddled up together. Yeah, that was weird. That was too that much. Was and then all the kids come in and, and uh, <laughs> sit on the bed. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, in their marital bed, and then they're, like, almost adult son gets in, comes in, and, like, climbs yeah, up them. Snuggles up. stands over them awkwardly. It's very odd. <laughs> Well, it's because as as a teenage boy, you're a bit awkward. Yeah, but it's a yeah. nice family moment. Mm-hmm. So in the retooled premiere, um, we mm. get how many characters added? Two uh, or three? At least two more. We get BD and uh, and Jerry. Jerry, yeah. of course, is Robert Urich, um, who's an edgy, chauvinistic guy who's his like agent yeah so he's like kind of a sexist yeah um but he's also emerald's agent and um you know tacitly emerald is like fine with whatever he says and therefore he's like um, like, guy guy friend it took me a long time to figure out exactly what his job was because he doesn't he doesn't really do a, a job that is no, visible in the show. He just, yeah, he hangs around and makes sexist comments. And and some racist comments, too. I do <laughs> believe that he... Um, did, wasn't he... Didn't he come to the defense of a, a gay character? Or not character, but, like, extra. Uh, yeah, that that one, like, slid past me so fast that, that I was like, who was the who was the gay character? I think it was a makeup guy. Care yeah, makeup. Yes, it was a makeup guy. That's one of several times they reference gay people in the show or have a gay character. There are two gay characters uh, that have small roles. One of them, which is the one where uh, that James was just watching, right? Huh? Oh, the Halloween episode. No, uh, I've heard the gays love Halloween. Uh, it's uh, a, because we're like ungodly. Um, it's. <laughs> Yeah, one of our one of our faves. But no, the episode after that, uh, which was unaired, I was in the middle of watching right before we started recording, uh, and apparently, um, uh, Mrs. Lagasse's Antica, who she takes antiquing, uh, is is one of the homosexuals. I'm yes. told. Yes, he is. I see. And at this point in um, television history, and also um, the history of Western civilization, uh, it's really a milestone. <laughs> you know, a landmark. 
Yeah, they don't treat it that like awkward. It's uh, okay. It's pretty awkward, but yeah, no, they're pretty much just like props, right? Like, yeah, this is our. This is a. Was this character? I clearly didn't watch this episode, but was this character like a like a screaming, flaming queen? Um, he was he was very tall. Oh, remember? Oh, he was interesting. I'm not sure how that factors into the um, the lifestyle choice. Hmm. Of being gay, but it can assist in certain acts. Yeah. Um, so the other um, new character that we get, the the food stylist BD. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was like, I I know her. Where do I know her from? And the the actress Carrie Preston uh, might be familiar to to viewers of The Good Wife as the quirky lawyer Elspeth Tassioni, ah. fan favorite. So she's she's actually her career improved. Yeah. I believe this was one of her early roles too. I'm not sure, but I I, I had read. Um... No, she she um, was in a movie called Just a Friend, playing a character named Mint Jennifer in 1985. Oh. Okay. Well, Although then go. she didn't work again until 1997, so maybe that was just like a child star role. It's or something. it's rough. It's rough out there for the yeah. actors. Oh yeah. She was a. Uh, she was also in the um, another uh, must see TV NBC hit Union Square, Ooh. which may- huh. maybe we can cover that one on another TV <laughs> TV dare. Is is that like the one about the postal service? Um, I don't know. Uh, okay, it follows the story of a lawyer turned playwright in Manhattan, Manhattan, who attempts to gain inspiration from a host of characters. Populating the fictitious Union Square Cafe. That sounds horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly that, is um, must see. Yeah. Here's, here's a little um, biopod connection for you. Um, the the her character on The Good Wife's husband is uh, played by Will Patton, aka General Ooh. Bethlehem from The Postman. The Postman. The the Postman, which was the topic of a nine hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it nine hours? Ongoing series. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're going to go back to it. Actually, it was two hours per podcast, right? So six hours total. Something like that. Conversation about the three-hour epic Kevin Costner vehicle, The Postman. So please go check that out. Rowan, have you watched check that one out, yet? Folks. Have you listened to nope. our Postman podcast? Uh, I've been podcast? trying to chip away slowly. Podcasts I'm really slow with. Yeah, you should um, skip right to The Postman podcast yeah anyone worth listening yeah takes out a good chunk of your day and then move from there right into the um robin hood prince of thieves costner cast that's now oh i saw the cover for that oh my goodness i heard he does a terrible accent is that true uh no he's a perfectly good american accent (laughs) so we had robert so we're added who bd is the character's name yeah. And she's like a Martha Stewart kind of fan, I guess. Like Southern lady. She's kind of a um like a buttoned up a little bit character. Yeah. They, I hey, should bring sure. up also in the unaired pilot, uh one of one of the uh, women uh refers to Emerald as Martha Stewart with friends. Yeah, they took a like a really nasty shot Which at her. I really didn't understand cuz I mean, I don't think Martha Stewart was in jail at that point. No. 
I think that was a couple years later. So like, I don't, I mean, I thought people I'm sure she literally has like probably a thousand friends. Like literally yeah, she definitely probably has like 10,000 friends. She's definitely the kind of person who would make a lot of friends. I, I, I bet. So like, I don't understand that joke really. And then, but it was pretty mean spirited in the unaired pilot, but then in the, the um, premiere, it was offset a little bit by this character, BD, um, mm-hmm. sort of coming, coming to, to Martha defense. Stewart's defense. Yes. Yes. Presumably at the behest of some executive who said, hey, hey, we can't take cheap shots at Martha Stewart on this here program. Yeah. They also so, removed um, all the Scientology references. Yeah, that's true. They they made, they, um, yeah, it was weird. You made, like, Unusual. References like a running joke. Yeah, which I thought was very odd. Is it yeah. uh, maybe like a uh, undercover uh, clam bake operation that we've got <laughs> happening? Clam bake, good, uh, good analogy. I think there was a joke about clam bakes in the first episode. They do make clams casino in one of the unaired episodes. Uh, it was it was Melville LeBlanc made a joke about like winning a sack race, and then they changed that joke to like dating Tom Cruise in the. Um, in yeah. the uh, the retooled version, do you guys remember that? I do, I do remember that. James, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so they also add, of course, Robert Urich. What do we know Robert Urich from? We, we don't. We don't know him. He was on he like was a reboot of the, of the uh, Love Boat. He was on something called Magnum Force. But he looks very familiar. Like I don't think he I ever watched. He does look familiar. Um, I he gave off a very Shatnery vibe to me. I thought this yeah. is like, and, and was, wasn't Shatner on a show like this? Was was he on like? Um, maybe I'm thinking of Boston Legal. He was a he was a uh, he was a he was he was on a drama series called SWAT in 1975. Shatner? Well, no, uh, Eric. Uh, okay, but we're talking about William Shatner now. Oh, okay. He yeah, was on. He's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's because he's a, a big star boy. I think that's a uh, bought and paid for episode. thing, by the way. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to pay for them. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge racket. Um, go and demolish that Trump star, kids. <laughs> save America. Um, in the Halloween episode, um, he, he, the character is mocked for um, always just getting out the same tuxedo and dressing as James Bond for, for Halloween. And that... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, made me think of a, another person that he reminds me of, which is Paul Manafort, Ooh, another yes. famous um, wannabe James Bond. He does have a, a Manafort vibe to him. Manafort-esque. Is, uh, so, uh, James, when you say Manafort is a wannabe James Bond, I mean, wh- isn't he more like a like a James Bond villain? Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was revealed at one point that um, his email password was just James Bond 007. <laughs> something like that yeah. that's so easy to guess he should have made it like james bond 007 abcd efg one two three that's what i would do and then every Let's time i had to change sweet. it add one to the one two three sequence at the end oh that's genius mm-hmm. no one would ever get it <laughs> um, um yeah he, he just seems like the sort of guy who would like think oh that's so cool like i and i'm like that yeah you know like I, i'm a I dress really well and I've just, I just ooze charisma and that's how I want to be. Yeah. Charismatic cat. 
He seems like a guy, the kind of guy that would run a really good presidential campaign. That's the vibe I get. Mm, mm. Uh, or yeah, like a, Ukraine. yeah, like a like a Ukrainian death squad um, <laughs> operator. So um, we had Robert Urick. So like, I think that was actually a good addition because we, you know, we really did need another another man, right? Yes. So so not only did we add a man, but like um, like a really real man's man. Real, mm-hmm. uh, very show, uh, chauvinistic, male chauvinist piglet. Yeah, and to be fair though, I think um, Emerald also took some swipes at feminism in general. Um, he, he actually did. And it, it, did you notice what it was specifically in reference to? He said uh, that um, feminists hate it when you like pretend that it. there were bunnies on the table. <laughs> they poo poo it. Yeah. Yeah, they poo poo yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, is that really what feminists are talking about? Feminists poo poo, feminists poo poo this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... yeah, I, I think he, I, it sounds like a real, real, uh, what do you call it? Straw feminism. Like women, feminists hate it when you like try to be romantic with, with like your, uh, your partner. <laughs> that is oh, like Jermaine Greer was just always, you know, riding that point. Yeah. Who's that? Jermaine Greer. Jermaine Greer. Famous um, feminist. I don't know. All right. Um, did you guys <laughs> notice uh, uh, the uh, impromptu drum solo that was added to the yes. revised pilot? That was See, that great. that was probably the, the peak psycho moment where I was yeah, like, was is so this a television well. program that I'm watching? Like, what's yeah. going on? I wasn't sure what was going on. I just thought it was very odd that they, inc- I guess... I feel like there was just no writing there, and they're like, "Can you do anything cool, Emerald?" Oh yeah, I can play the drums. Well, yeah, it comes yeah, back to the, that celebration of Emerald thing. It's just him showing yeah, off yeah. yet another thing. He's, and he's really great. This, we have. Sorry, go ahead. This was in the scene where um, he uh, takes a pay cut and gives everyone else a raise. He's <laughs> such a great guy. Oh, magnanimous! Like, like he throws a a, a tuppence to Tiny Tim to go buy a Christmas goose. <laughs> <laughs> We should mention also that he had a, um, there was an actual working kitchen on the set of the sitcom. Um, so he could like, so, so it was sort of like he was actually yeah. doing a cooking show but for the not sitcom. A, not a great deal of like really appetizing food on display. I guess maybe it's uh, like a partly a function of the kind of sitcom vhs cinematography where it all just looks yeah. kind of like yeah. mushy. And... Apparently the food on set was good. There was one story I read where he had said I couldn't sleep so I made gumbo and he just put like a huge pot of gumbo on the table and the cast got to so the show may not have been good but the cast got to eat pretty well there was a scene where he was making something I don't know what it was but he was adding like two cloves of garlic and then the audience was started goading him into adding more garlic he was like you want me to take it up a notch you want me to take it up a notch bam bam and he's kept adding more and more garlic I think he added like nine or ten cloves Woof. Yeah. Is that uh, too also, much garlic, guys? Is that too much garlic? Uh, yeah, uh, probably not. As an, Italian, <laughs> I, as an Italian, I usually say there's no, no such thing as too much garlic, but I don't know. 20 cloves sounds pretty... Likewise, yeah. yeah. Are you an Italian yeah. also, Rowan? I do have the background. I have, I'm have. i just a mixed bag of uh-huh. weird Europeanness. So. Uh, also, I should mention that um, about the drums, this, this was definitely a last-minute thing because I, I read on... A biography side is uh, he led the high school drum squad when he was um, 
uh, <laughs> dances, banquets, and numerous local religious festivals. Wow. See, we're we're diving deep into the into the character of Emeril Lagasse here. Mm-hmm. Ukraine death squads to drum squads. <laughs> drum just, circle. Oh, it's a circle now. That sounds like a ritual thing. Yeah. Like a one of those like uh, famous uh, TV chef rituals. They do that. Uh, the Branch Davidians do it. So I um I sent a link in the chat to uh, a Bloomberg Bloomberg article um, from August eighth, eighteen, very recent, um, which in which Emerald is specifically mentioned. Um, yeah. But I wanted to segue Only- into this just to get you know add a touch of class to the um, mm-hmm. podcast. The <laughs> yeah, article. It's called The Twilight of the Celebrity Chef. Um, and basically the contention like that is that basically that celebrity chefs are sort of in decline, this concept of the celebrity exactly. chef, and and their, their restaurants are starting to fail. Um, do you guys feel like our, we're sort of over celebrity chefs as a uh, civilization? Uh, well, uh, yes. At least in America, I'd say it's really not as popular as it once was. I mean, you don't really have the Julia Childs or the or the frugal gourmets, or the Rachel Rays, or the uh, or the Dom De Luises. Yeah. Well, you've got like um, Guy F- Guy Fieri, right? Guy Fieri. Well, his show is not on anymore. I mean, people still talk, people talk about him because he looks like the dude from Smash Mouth, and no, no, he's <laughs> one of the dudes from Insane Clown Posse. He's so. still on. He's he's got the uh, driver drivers dine and and dives. Still, still on. on. I, I didn't know that show was still on. Um, yeah, it's still on. The restaurant did indeed close. The restaurant that he had in Manhattan. Yeah, unfortunately, also, um, as part of the article. Gordon Ramsay also is still relevant too, so we, we should. Uh... Yeah, Gordon Ramsay, um, but still, I mean, the point is though. Like, I, I was going to mention yeah. that. So, Guy Fieri's restaurant, of course, that's obviously like really tacky, and of course, uh, that's going to close. But then he was like, some, like, like you know, Jamie Oliver takes himself Bobby very Clark. seriously. Um, the, no, see, we actually have one of the Jamie Oliver restaurants um, near me in my town. Um, and it, it closed, uh, I think, last year or maybe this year. Uh, Likewise. It, it, was, it was bad. It was crap. Yeah. Like, it was not well, good. apparently he opened like 37 restaurants in the UK and had to close yeah. 12 of them. Um, so that's his overreach. Like you can't, that's just, that's just a chain. It's just a chain restaurant. Yeah. And I th- I actually oh, I actually forgot to mention this. I ate at one of Emerald's restaurants in Las Vegas, which I huh. believe has since closed. Uh, uh, it's mentioned in this uh, article, what in fact. What is this place called? I believe it was like Table 10 or something like that. Um but yeah, it wasn't very was good. It? it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. I got a po' boy, I think. Like a shrimp po' boy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the idea here though is there are some celebrity chefs who were taken seriously, and I think mm-hmm. increasingly even they are not being taken seriously anymore. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, which it was is, changing consumer tastes. People it was much want more of like a serious, you know, not a like celebrity branding. Yeah. And then you had like Anthony Bourdain, of course. Um, mm-hmm. The tragedy with him. Do you think that was a response to his understanding that his, you know grandiose right. celebrity uh, chef persona was was sort of in in decline it was like mary poppins he knew when he was no longer needed and he, <laughs> and he decided to leave they called him poppins in high school so. really for unrelated reasons but it's weird 
Um, Do you find that uh, celebrity chefs are in decline, but reality TV, like food shows, are still kind of kicking yes. up? Yes. I actually uh, watch, I'm an avid watcher of Chopped and of Iron Chef America. Oh, oh and also Worst uh, Cook in America. Wasn't Bronson Pinchot on that? He was. Celebrity Worst Chef. <laughs> and he was out in the first episode, I think, or second. Spoiler. <laughs> really make him the worst, or? That uh, stuck up guy, right? Huh? Bronson Pinchot's kind of a jerk from what I've heard. I don't know. He seemed fine. Oh, oh cool. Actually, he t- <laughs> he introduced himself in a very weird way. He was like, like he didn't talk about how like he was balky. He talked about how he's like an intense method actor, and will, like <laughs> like if he has to, I'll learn how to sword yeah. fight uh, he for a role. He actually lived in in Mipos for seven years. You know, <laughs> for the oh, yeah. Deep cover in Mipos. Yeah, that. he got like arrested there for trying to like. Didn't um, Paul Manafort do some uh, political operations in Mipos <laughs> right, during, the, yeah. during the coup? Propping up the dictatorship over there. He had an affair with Ugh. B. Arthur, who was there on holiday. Yeah. What a slime ball. So, um, is that uh, like a sufficient um, amount of discussion of this uh, really classy uh, Bloomberg article? Yeah. Hey, sure. Okay. Uh, what episode would you like? What uh, would you like? You watched the Sopranos one, right? Yeah. So I only ever. Uh, that's the only one ever. Uh, what am I saying? That's the only other one I got to watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, let's discuss that one a bit now. Uh, that that one had was. I thought that one was very awkward. Um, it was. It was strange. Like it was offensive. Very strange. It was. It was offensive. Uh, yeah. The, the the premise was that they were like buying like black market meat, right? Mm-hmm from the mob for some reason. Yeah. Um, the, the mob guy's name was Leopolis, which you might note is not an Italian yeah, that's, name. Uh, that's Greek. That is Greek. Yeah, that's I was Greek very name. confused about that. Wait, is it possible that they just thought that was an Italian name? <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> Anyone with half a brain would know that's not an Italian name. People, people think Emerald is, like, Cajun. Actually, this is a very... Um, off topic but yeah like i always assumed emerald was from new orleans um but he's not similar you know cheech marin right yeah. everybody right. assumes yeah, he's a mexican assume. but he's actually persian right huh. do you know that no he certainly um, played a mexican character larry the cable guy's not actually a redneck yeah that's true too huh. he went but, to I mean, dartmouth he, mm, kind of probably is he went to dartmouth <laughs> I mean, he's still probably like kind of a trashy guy, just in a different way. Um, so in that in that episode, the mob gives uh, Emerald a bunch of gifts for reasons that are sort of unclear, and he he kind of assumes that they're all like stolen. But like, why why would the mob send you like a bunch of like hot stolen goods? Yeah, I mean, I I shouldn't be picking this like show apart that's like already just held together by a thread well it's yet, <laughs> it's yet more ego stroking because it's sort of like like of course the mob is gonna love love emerald everyone yeah. lo- loves emerald it's really just up to emerald whether or not he wants mm-hmm. to love the mob it's right and point. and his core like trait in that episode was uh, i don't 
I don't like the mob. No, I'm like, <laughs> they kill they people. But on the other hand, he did have them over to his house and they had a lovely party. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. a great hell of a time. <laughs> they loved it. They were well. dancing with the wife. They, they got, he got, you know, Big Pussy in on the show. By the way, I just um, Googled Big Pussy and just completely didn't occur to me that that was probably not like, going to be get, get the, the right results. <laughs> just didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, very Big Pussy, so nice. XNXX.com. Very Big Pussy, so nice. Free sex video. High. Very view high quality. From the Sopranos. Yeah. So uh, yeah, get so um, uh, Vincent Pastore, who of course played um, Big Pussy on The Sopranos, um, was a yeah. guest star he's in like this the, episode. He's the main celebrity from The Sopranos that you think about when you think we should have a guest from The Sopranos on this episode. You don't think of anyone else from yeah. The Sopranos. I would argue that um, one other might be um, what's his name the. Uh, um, uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, guy. Okay. <laughs> Vivian, come on, help me out here. The Bruce Springsteen guy? Yeah, I'm looking it up. I don't, um, I've don't. i never watched The Sopranos before. What? Oh, Stephen Van Zandt. Kind of... Stephen Van Zandt. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. he played, uh, he played a, a mobster in The Sopranos and was also, and is also in the Bruce Springsteen uh, band. Ah. Seeing the kind of like uh, limp mobster stereotypes that they have in this episode, it reminded me of um, how good the mobster stereotypes in Futurama are. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you remember Clamps with the Clamps? <laughs> you remember to give him the Clamps? I really like that guy. <laughs> yeah. I remember when, it, when Bender just kept flashing cash? Uh, and the, I, uh, I like this guy. He's got. <laughs> the Donbot kept getting kind of pissed off. Yeah, I haven't watched Futurama in quite a while. I guess there's a new um, Matt Groening show. Yeah, there is. Show. There is a new Matt Groening show that I just learned about like yesterday. Yeah, it's like a fantasy, I think. Mm. But it, um, it's it on Netflix. It gets the Zach endorsement. Oh, really? Is it? Is it? Is it yeah. on? Has it been watched yet? It is. Yep. Huh. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, boy. Maybe I'll watch that today with my son. My son Max, my baby boy, my beautiful baby boy, baby boy. Do do any of you have children? Oh yeah. Oh, I I could make a very tasteless joke, but I'm not going to do it. Childless (laughs) losers. Yeah, no progeny. (laughs) I failed in terms of uh, natural selection and all. Rowan, uh, do you intend to have children at some point? This is your first podcast, so I think we should get into the. um, yeah, I let's can't. go into the deep and meaningfuls. Yeah. So you're going to adopt or? Well, if it ever came to having a child, if the parental That's instinct the only kicked way in. I could do it. I'm yeah. not fertile. You're not fertile. No, I'm not. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that. Jeez. That was good. <laughs> I don't want to tap on these jeans. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other episodes you guys want to talk about? These are yeah, the only so ones I've watched. We'll just kind of shoot through them. There's an episode where everyone has to lose weight, which is called Fat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's called Fat, yeah. It's, it's I, a recurring motif in this episode, in this um, series that uh, Emerald will like be said to have lost some weight, but it'll just be like the same Emerald. Yeah, yeah he doesn't look any different. I, there's one episode where he does shave his head. 
Yeah, that's uh-huh. commitment. That's yeah, yeah. the fat episode. Yeah, he shaves his head to him and Robert Urich shave their heads to weigh less. So they're. By the way, it looked to me like Emerald actually did shave his head because you you sent uh, a screenshot from that, but that no, Robert Urich was, was wearing a bald. Pate. No, they were both definitely wearing bald bald wigs. Uh, I don't know. It looked like uh, Emerald might have really done. Robert Cancer did not come back until November of two thousand one, and the show was already finished uh, filming by that point. So yeah. he wouldn't have been bald until a few few months later. Yeah. Okay. Rest in peace, buddy. I should mention that um, in the episode uh, um, the sidekick, which is I believe one of the unaired ones, um, where Robert Urich becomes like a uh, he becomes like the sidekick to the show and him and Emeril would bicker and it would just be like, it wasn't even a cooking show. It was just two guys fucking around. And uh, the, the network advisor, who's this like bitchy, you know, generic bitchy, rude network lady asks, what do you guys, what do you two talk about when, when the women aren't around? And, and Emeril mentions, we talk about whatever uh, symptoms of his, of whatever new life threatening disease he has. And then he died of cancer a couple months after the show was done, so it's just kind of weird now. And also, there's a there's a joke about Middle Eastern women too. So like, whoa, yeah, like on the, what's it like in the Halloween episode actually packing them in there. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, to be noted in the Halloween episode, um, Shepard's character dresses as Aretha Franklin. Oh, um, rest in that's peace. T- too and, soon. Uh, yeah, uh, she, uh, she just passed. character dresses as Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they do a they do a take on a Jimmy Buffett. Um, Emerald mentions he's going to dress as Jimmy Buffett, but he never does. Uh, this is a Chekhov's Jimmy Buffett. You got to show that. It's because he got liposuction. Yeah, it's because he got liposuction, and then Jesus. they sing. They sing. Um... Right. It's it seemed to be a very um, uh, questionable portrayal of liposuction. It was like they walked into the clinic and then they walked out the same yeah, day. Yeah, they made and it they seem just, like, like it was like had just very a like sore. Thing, like, no Abs. planning. There's just like, oh, I have a, I have a friend. He just, he lets, lets us do lipo. Let's go. And then they're just home, and they're like, oh, I don't feel good. Yeah, and I they, think that's they about do it what for it's free like on Emerald because he's such yeah. a star. Yeah, I think there's some liposuction where the, you can get it, the fat sucked out, and then re-injected into your penis. Nice. I, now I, I don't know about that. I do know <laughs> it's. <tough. laughs> I do know it's possible to get fat siphoned from your bum and get it placed on your tits. I know that's possible. Yeah. Well, just map that process onto the from the, the, s- shaft. the stomach to the have, to like, the wiener. In your, I'm not gonna yeah, it go makes there. it it makes it uh, girthier. Clearly, and it's full of like lipids in it. You know what? Google it. I don't yeah. want to Google it. Google <laughs> fat pussy. Fat. <laughs> That See, that's actually how he got the name was because he had a procedure done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, there was this episode where Emerald sets up everyone on blind dates, the you know, kind of stock plot episode. Um, yep. the, uh, the notable part of which I thought was they managed to make it uh, five episodes or four episodes in, I guess, not counting the original pilot before they have like a food fight where everyone throws <laughs> oh, custard yes. on each um... other. Um. And the Which is just like a very obvious. Because um, uh, Robert Eric just like slaps that custard all over uh, one of the women's chests. Like he he just like slaps her tits. It's it's very tasteless. Yeah, that's too bad too. Because like a lot of celebrity chefs these days are really um, like anti wasting food. Oh, um, Emerald doesn't like it, but eventually he gets in on it. Uh, 
because they're all having a food fight because they're not happy with their dates because uh, Shepard's date is, is, is like perfect, but he has to go to Ghana for two years to help out. Um, uh, Cass's date is gay, and mm-hmm. Eric's date is a... Uh, He's an is, ex-gay. Is, is a huh. cured yeah, homosexual. Right. Huh. But, wow, um, this is Earth's really is edgy stuff. And, and here comes the one thing that I laughed at, which is really stupid, but... So she's like a librarian, but she only spe- she only um she only like works with like erotic lit- literature, and he mentions, uh, do you still have that of mice and men book? I like that dumb guy who pet the animals. That line there, I laughed at. I don't know why. I know it's so stupid. <laughs> I don't that's know why either. That's not that's objectively unfunny. Yeah, I know, but I, I laughed at it. I don't know why. That was the only thing in the show I laughed at. Hmm. It wasn't funny. I know it wasn't, yeah. but I laughed at it. Yeah, so um, the um, show was ranked on the E! Network's 101 Biggest Celebrity Oops, ranked as uh, number 51. Um, The LA LA Times called the show, quote, pretty dreadful, um, which is almost like extra bad in its its indifference. Like, it's pretty dreadful, yeah. Yeah. so apparently USA Today gave it two, two and a half out of four stars. So they were pretty generous. Um, uh, and said basically that, that the retooling was moving, quote, moving in the right direction. Interestingly, in spite of this being a uh, legendary flop, it this show did receive an Emmy nomination for Gee. art direction for a art multi-camera direct- series. Yeah, it was like a multi-cam show in uh, I guess like multicam shows don't usually go good or something, or like it's a gamble. Oh, I mean, come on, we saw it. What what or direction did you see? I don't see any. <laughs> like they did the the walls were not smeared with with excrement. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that's true. a good direction. That is a good direction. That's that's good. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, some of the jokes were classless enough for that to happen. Like I'm sure if, if Robert Eric's character ran the whole show, I mean, it would be just crawling in feces, but. Yeah. So, um, at what point was the show canceled, and why, Vivian? Do you know this? Uh, well, the show was canceled. I believe only seven episodes aired, uh, and it canceled. Well, uh, mainly due to low ratings, but it also just premiered at at a bad time. Yeah. Um, nobody wanted to laugh after nine. Nobody 9/11. wanted to laugh, but nobody would have laughed. Or watching. eight. Yeah. Yeah, it was laughed. like uh, left a really queasy feeling in everybody's oh yeah. stomachs uh, collectively. I mean, this, this like if if the if if nine eleven was the bad taste, this is the this is the vomit that comes after. <laughs> Very <laughs> evocative um, metaphor, or is it yeah, an analogy? Uh, I never know the difference. James, analogy uh, that metaphor. Was a, that was a, a simile. No, it was simile, a, yeah. it was an analogy. Okay, sure. Um. Also, one thing I just I wanted to mention because this I I picked up this the entire series. Emerald always uses the word deal in place of where he could use the word thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but it's very strange. He's like, I don't know if I like this Nehru jacket. Or you see those deals there? That's like the best truffles. Or uh, I don't understand this metaphor deal. Like he just yeah. uses the word deal in place of thing. It's so I've never ever heard anyone else do that. So Classic like Massachusetts trait. Another thing too is like he, um, not only on this show but in general, Emerald says "baby" a lot. Um, oh, and honey. I, I d- did not care for it. Like he's like, and honey. "Oh yeah, baby." Honey. 
Oh yeah, babe. Okay, baby. Thanks, babe. It's like really gross. He says it in like kind of a sexual a way too. Goes on, oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, honey. What do you want me to do? You know? It's like this. He's saying this to his coworker. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. baby. Baby. <laughs> okay. Hon- yeah. He says honey a lot more over baby as it goes along. Oh. So he sort of evolves. Also, the phrase "you people" is used quite a lot. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Very strange. So here's some. uh, Sorry, go ahead. It's definitely very much of the sort of show that you you wouldn't see these days, and I think that was uh, like that was the flavor of the time. Like I'm very, I'm getting very like just shoot me vibes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, like Mm -hmm. sitcoms really changed. Like after nine eleven, things really like kind of different. How did they change? Uh, more I'm not sure that I would say a, a, a pre-post 9-11 split. <laughs> Other than the, yeah, all the terrorists suddenly showing up. Yeah, like terrorists became I, I very real. Like things, I just feel like like there was a tone that kind of just, things kind of became different, like on sitcoms yeah. at that point. Have you guys uh, read the Seinfeld 9-11 script? Oh, of course. that is, it's fantastic, yes. I haven't, unfortunately. Well, you have Someone, to um, Someone uh, decided that it was not too soon anymore, and they wrote uh, an episode of Seinfeld set during 9-11 and how yeah. like, the various characters would have reacted. Yes, I think, his um, name on Twitter is Billy Domino. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that I, right. I think but... George was um, uh, really pissed off because one of his favorite restaurants was demolished or something <laughs> like that. Oh, jeez. Um, I think um, Elaine was relieved because a guy she was dating that she didn't really like was killed in the attack. Here, I'll post this. <laughs> Do you want to read okay. By the way, um, there are a few. There's a smattering of reviews for Emerald on IMDb, so I'll read a couple of those. They're pretty good. This is um, from. This is actually from 30th October 2001, so uh, contemporary with the actual airing. NBC must be getting desperate, spelled D-S-P-R-I-T-E, to put this untalented <laughs> goof on the air. Thank God he knows how to cook because his acting ability isn't going to pay the rent. It's like watching a bad SNL host that keeps looking at the cue cards. Oh, it's actually spelled bam. Q-U-E with a capital Q, so they get the K cards, the what cards. In Spanish. <laughs> Here's another one, a positive. Um, it was not that bad. This is actually from recently, from last year. I still have it on VHS, and I look back at it. There's so many sitcoms that have made it which are much worse. Yes, Emerald was not used to the actual acting, but the cast was great. The witty repartee was memorable, and the storyline believable. Pork fat is always called for, quote, If anyone has a better copies of the 11 episodes, I would love to buy them. <laughs> right, uh, check it out on YouTube. That's the best part at the end there. Hmm. Let's see. No bam for your viewing pleasure. I enjoy watching Emeril Lagasse's cooking shows on the Food Network, but this situation comedy built around him is a misfire. Um, that's probably enough of that one. Not rocket science. The critics keep expecting the show that is synonymous with Heinrich Ibsen or Anton Chekhov in his writing plots. But this isn't what Emeril does. The show just a pleasant diversion with common issues with its viewers. Yeah, Emeril is not Henrik Ibsen. Yeah, uh, he's I not. I should mention um, there is one review, a positive review. This was before the show came out, but uh, it says, "Bam, Uric is Emeril's special ingredient." Ooh. Small screen icon Robert Uric is the latest ingredient to be added to NBC's new fall comedy Emeril. 
On the Troubled Sincom, which has been partially recast in recent weeks, Eric will play Legacy's manager, sidekick, and best friend, Jerry McNeely. Yeah. A source close to the show told The Post. McNeely will be one of Eric's first comedic roles. Yeah. Okay. So, good, good, good reviews overall. Um, I think we're uh, probably about ready to wrap this up. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on the um, short-lived Emerald sitcom? I sure do. Does anyone feel like Gumbo? Ooh, I would go. I would eat a gumbo. I would go for some, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love. Oh, I should say it. By the way, I heard a rumor which I was not able to verify before this podcast, but I will repeat it anyway. That um, Emerald forced his restaurant uh, employees in New Orleans to to keep working through Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> oh Is there God. any validity to that? Wasn't that like a in contrast to Anthony Bourdain? Like Anthony Bourdain, like um, personally evacuated all his employees. Or sounds maybe right, but yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing that kind of bugs correct. me about Anthony Bourdain is he's always getting like so favorably compared to other celebrity chefs like mm-hmm. Guy Fieri. It's like, come on, that guy's a junkie. He's <laughs> <laughs> not that great. He's kind of an asshole, <laughs> frankly. And then he committed suicide. That's a, that's a um, good take. Thank yeah. you. The scorch, it's going to be scorching. popular. The, oof, the people are going to love it. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's like spicy. A, that is a deep fried take right there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. If, can anyone verify that? I don't know. Might, but no, it might not be yeah, true. Checking on it right now. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing on Google, so I think maybe it was made up. Yeah, maybe we have to deep web it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get it going to get download Tor. Donald Tour. I'm not doing that because I don't want to be put on some list. You feel free. Any, all of you kids at home can do it yourself. Okay, get Tour. Yeah. That's right. To the core truth of Emerald. Does the, the, the Silk Road still exist? Yep. That's where you. That's where you get your meat drop. Yeah. Get a meat yeah, drop. Yeah, Foghorn Go all the day. Go the dark web chat and look up secret Emerald facts. <laughs> <laughs> The dark emerald web. The dark side. Or uh, emerald, as he is called in one episode by BD's parents. Hmm. Sounds like a really, really good joke. Okay. Uh, Vivian, you said you had a closing thought. I sure do. Uh, This, when I first heard about this, I didn't think it was real. And a lot of people may have as well, because the show was lost for a very long time. In 2014, they were found. Most of the episodes, two are still missing. They were put online by a collector. A collector. I don't know how he got them. Uh, but watching the show now, it's it's extremely dated. It's 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 very. There's a lot of really tacky things. It falls totally flat on its ass. At this point now, it's just a curious piece of history. And uh, for uh, inquiring minds, you could watch it, but I would highly advise against it. But watching it really. It's a very strange experience. It's not as much painful as it, as it is um, just unnatural. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very difficult to explain how it feels watching this show, mm-hmm. but you don't really get any enjoyment out of it. But I, I wouldn't say it's a super duper painful experience. Yeah. It's sort of like getting like liposuction and then having that fat injected into one's penis. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly Similar what it's like. Experience. That, that, that is what the show is like, and you can quote me on that. Watching Emerald sitcom is like getting fat injected into your knob. That yep. is that is my take, and then I'm sticking quote. with it. 
It's your take. I, you kind of took it from me, but that's fine. Yeah, I did. I stole it from you. <laughs> I'm claiming it now. You, yeah, you can have it. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank um, you. I will have it. James, you already gave a final take, right? I forget. Yep. Okay. Rowan, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? So I, I can thoughts? give you, I can give you another one. You ready for Okay, yeah. Little, one more from James. A bam. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Rowan, dude. sorry. Oh, we, ha- we have to go out on that. We have to leave on that. Sorry, buddy. Okay. That's okay. I All think right. the throne's been usurped. Yep. Okay, so a, a good bam to you all. Thank you for tuning in to our Emerald cast. Um, and Tune in next time where we'll kick it up another notch. We'll kick it up another notch in the next uh, episode of TV Dare. Uh, so we'll, we'll bring you out with some, uh, some music from the end closing credits of Emerald, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Uh, All right. My name is John. I can't but, remember his full name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Okay. All right. Yep. See, see you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, John. Bam.